Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. All right, we are back, y'all. How's everybody doing today? Doing awesome. Say everybody like it's we right. got a class. What we do? We got like we got a nice little crowd today. We got a crowd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have an in-studio audience. Yes, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. Record to you live. For, no, brought to you. Brought to you live from no, a live no, studio. Live. Oh, we disregard. <laughs> Never mind. I lied. Never mind. But it's we are up. back regardless. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and um, just wanted to kick off with just kind of some check-ins how's everybody doing what got you through this week we are in a new where we're going into a new first week depending mm-hmm. on if you think sunday is the first day of the week or the end i count monday is that like blasphemous i've had like a <laughs> lot of debate about this with certain people it's like a gregorian calendar or the mm. christian calendar i don't know i count sunday because like, the first sunday of the week? is like my restart day like to me um, it's my day to say that makes sense how am I going to go into the rest of my week? So Maybe I should think of it like that. Because Sunday is like the grave week for me. It's like, <laughs> well, it's the week this is end. the end of yeah. the weekend. So yeah. for me, it's a little bit of both. So Sunday is like, okay, the weekend is, I can get to my last little bit of, you know, fun, relaxation, errands. Mm. And then like after 6 p.m., Mm, then I'm prepping. You're pretty much Monday. into Monday after 6. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I why I count Monday. The way I think about Sunday. Maybe I just need to go to church. That's a whole... Mm, okay, I'm making that promise. A whole episode. I heard if you watch Greenleaf, that counts. Now, see, Girl, that's bye. what I was trying to watch. Okay? Well, honestly, I did listen to my Charles Stanley because I didn't make it to service. But Greenleaf, I'm telling you. I I'm think like three... That, that is, I'm two seasons behind. Are you? So I late. am so... Here for Greenleaf. I need to catch up on Absolutely. that. Is my now, show. that's funny. That yeah. That's hilarious. Like watching T.D. Jakes. Same thing. Well, basically, mm. I mean, you get a sermon and some You do get a sermon every time. And a lesson. You too. And a lesson of what not to do, how not to live your life. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, check <laughs> in. <laughs> so oft. What got y'all through this week? What, uh, what um, played a role in carrying you over? For for me, this is April. Um, I started back working out. It, yeah, work has yeah. been so crazy um, the last month or so. So I made. I was determined to get my three workouts in nice. this week. Um, did you make it? I did. I nice. did three. Uh, kind of three and a half. Uh, and it was really nice. I mean, I'm sore. Like I, it hurts to walk and to sit. Yeah. But I definitely needed it. So that kind of got me through. Nice, mm. nice. What about you, Erica? You know, I've been thinking about that yeah. <laughs> before the last couple hours. Um, <laughs> but I think just the little bit of sleep that I have been able to get has been helpful because mm. um, I'm just tired. I'm yeah. just really tired. I think I'm really getting into the the hump of work and mm. it's just, it's draining. Yeah. So just trying yeah. to make sure I get my sleep in. Right. Right. I think, um, for me, the thing that got me through was venting. Mm. <laughs> I did a lot of venting this week. So I guess it's 
um, therapeutic to, well, I know it's therapeutic not to stuff things. And Mm so being able to like get some of those upsets or just frustrations Mm -hmm. out, um, venting. And I've had like people who are like, okay, so what are you going to do to like change it? So that was helpful. Just kind of thinking through, I think Eric and I were having a conversation, Mm -hmm. um, the other day about like, oh, you know, these are the things that are, that I think are going not as planned in my life. And this is what I know I should do to like get it back on track. Mm -hmm. So like that was really helpful. Mm Kind of a little bit of venting, but also some problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. My old supervisor, she busts my bubble one day because I was like, yeah, venting is so helpful. She was like, actually, venting (laughs) is not. Venting only makes you a better venter. Yeah. It just, and it makes you rehash everything. So it's important to have that moment to like get it out, Mm -hmm. but also to put a time limit on it and then to have that. Okay. So now what? Right. 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 I think when I read an article about that, I was like, dang. I can't just fuss. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can just know you just fussing. Right. Just know, like, I know this is not going to help. I just need to fuss. Mm -hmm. I do it all the time. I just Mm -hmm. need to fuss. Like, Mm -hmm. I just need to fuss right now. My mentee says I rage. That is. Mm -hmm. And I still don't think I rage, but apparently. I rage. But I've never been your mentee. (laughs) So. What are you doing behind right. It's a calm rage. <laughs> it, it must yeah. an eloquent rage. It's an Shout eloquent rage. Yes, y'all read that book. Read that book, y'all. It's excellent. Oh, excellent. Louisiana Family. It's a great book. Book was so good. Cool. All right. So glad everyone has made it through the week and has something to get to get them through the week. So let's move towards our media minute topic. (laughs) So we are back on the meme. So there was a meme, um, and and you've probably seen this around because there are different variations of this meme that pops up. I swear, once every couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, But the question is: best friend, male or female, stays with you and your significant other for a month. The best friend gets extremely comfortable and wears little to no clothes around the house. Wow. Is this a recipe for disaster? Is it wrong to ask them to cover up? Are you being cynical for thinking something bad will happen? Mm. So what do y'all think? <sighs> <laughs> There's so much right. in the meme. Oh, and then, you know, the meme also has a little picture, of course, oh, where yeah. the woman um, who is assumed to be the best friend is really dressed very provocatively. Right. right? So she's got a little side boob happening. You know what? Um, Did you I see that? I know who this is. Stop. Ooh, girl. Not in real life. Not in real life. Oh, but I've seen her. Be like, Ooh, girl. <laughs> no, but have y'all seen the pictures floating around on Facebook, especially of this couple who are naked and they're like sitting on a patio, like drinking wine together mm-hmm. or they're sitting in the living room and everyone's supposed to like goals with my significant no, other gosh. and they're pretty much like naked i think this is the same girl so if it you've seen be. that mean you know like she's a very you know very voluptuous very curvy girl yeah um and so basically like three quarters of her breasts are out yeah. in the mm-hmm. tank top she's wearing her leg is propped up so it's a very like yeah, sexy, yeah, very sexy pose and photo attached to definitely the spread image. eagle on the <laughs> <laughs> very comfortable she, very she dropped comfortable. down and got her eagle on. yes yeah. definitely <laughs> on your couch while your man in the house apparently yeah, yeah. so that's the quote of the day i'm not yeah, the quote of the day the sorry meme. the meme for, for our discussion. media minute, minute. Oh, God. So many issues here. So let's answer the questions. Oh. What, what was so the, the first question? First question. Is this a recipe for disaster? Is it a recipe for disaster? For maybe our friendship? Well, no. Because... 
My first, thing this, if somebody's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. Like, right. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter if the person's wearing a bra and panties right. or sweatpants and a t-shirt. If right. your partner is going to be excited and move on, you know, mm-hmm. by that, then that's one thing. For me, it's about boundaries and just appropriate. It's like, if mm-hmm. I don't walk around my house like that, right. you as a guest, not yeah. about yeah. to walk around my house like that. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think there's so many, like, unsaid. Well, I guess that's the reason mm-hmm. for, like, to leave a lot of information out. But I, I think the first thing that pops up is, like, did you have a conversation about whether it was appropriate in the right. house to have, to walk around like that? Like, I'm assuming in my house, No. It would not be, but I know in some houses it might be appropriate. Like that might be the culture of the house to be as comfortable as you need and kind of be able to walk around the way that feels the best for you. And so like, I guess having that conversation would be, I wouldn't say, oh, it's disaster. Yeah. You know, like, have you talked about it? Like, have you went to her and said, hey girl, hey girl, hey. Right. You know, I've noticed. Covering that nipple for me, please. Yeah, Yeah. just cover, just cover a little bit. But then also, because the question is funny, the question says male or female, but the picture is of a woman. And what does that look like if it's a male? But if the, you know, like, what is walking around with no clothes on look right. like for a man because men always walk around with no right. shirt so on. Right. So some people might feel like you shouldn't walk around with your shirt off as a as a guy mm-hmm. if my girlfriends are around mm-hmm. or around. you know what yeah. That, yeah. whatever that might look like. So yeah. again it's about like right. what you consider to be respectful, what boundaries you have set for um your household and, and you know what's yeah. appropriate yeah. for you. Um but I do think it it leaves out the fact that it's everyone's behavior that's involved, mm-hmm. not just one person. So they're putting it on, yeah. oh, the girl who's sitting on the couch. But yeah. there's a lot of, you know, responses that have, yeah, that, yeah, that's there. It's your best friend. It's your responsibility as a best friend to mm-hmm. communicate directly. It's your responsibility to talk to your partner and right. you know, find out. Because your partner might not feel comfortable right. exactly. with her sitting there and may not know how to bring that up they right. might say well i didn't want to bring it up because then if i said hey your girl's walking around looking this way you might say well why are you looking at her yeah. like that you know yeah. so there's yeah. so yeah. it's again it goes back to being able to communicate mm-hmm. yeah um with i do people. like that part about like the responsibility is on everyone in the scenario because i think oftentimes it does paint a picture of well it's the friend or the guest or mm-hmm. you know it's on that person um, but there is a lot of responsibility that goes all around the table, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like inappropriate behavior and relationships right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think too, a lot of those means like I, I, I call it, and I did not come up with this phrase, but, um, hypotheticals because there are all these like hypothetical situations that stuff that just don't really not happen, happen for real. And it's just really a way to st- start a start strike up a conversation around things like jealousy or like because usually it's one around like who fixes who plate who eats first who eats or first. you at a barbecue and another woman fixes your man the plate Girl. do you get it's like what <laughs> do you do or, it's, and it's always I'm like do do first y'all sit foremost. do people sit around and just think of yeah. stuff like this right. I mean let's be real the last time I saw a scenario like this was Ebony in Players Club <laughs> right I mean come on yeah. that's yeah. the last time I saw any you know of what this. and it was she yeah she, 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 yeah. she, had she walked arm. around with her boy shorts mm-hmm. right. and her um, tank top mm-hmm. yeah. yeah or Faith on Soul Food but she was dressed though she was yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Faith's sake she yeah, was she dressed mm-hmm. but that was a great scene it was 
was. Which one? When um, Vanessa Williams confronted. Oh, yeah. The family. Well, are we edited? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me not say the line. <laughs> family fucked my husband. Right. <laughs> right. Boy. Talk about tension at the dinner table. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, these memes. It's so, well, and it's kind of what we talked about before about meme gospel. Is, yeah. is how conversations can kind of pop off with stuff like that. And it's really, I think it just uncovers all people's insecurities and hangups around different mm-hmm. stuff. Because it also goes to the fact of just even being comfortable around bodies. Mm-hmm. So, if right. you're not, mm-hmm. then that's going to be uncomfortable for you. Whether it's like... And even body type, you know, like certain things are always going to look or assume to be like sexual for certain body types. For certain body types, yeah. Um, Even when they're not trying to be, like it's Mm. just the way God made them. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, cool. But just to be frank, if my best friend was sitting on my couch half naked, I'm going to tell her to... Put some clothes on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. First and foremost, like, <laughs> she's staying with you for a month. Like, I'm That's, real. You know what? Why weren't we talking I'm about that? I'm real weird that? about that part. Like, why are you living with me? For a month. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm I assuming mean, something, you know, is going on. Happen. Right. And you need right, right, to. Right. I mean, yeah. well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. So, um, long story short, sorry says you have less than 30 days. Right. <laughs> we know. We know. I mean, we can help. We can figure something out. We know who not to call. Right. Sorry to my honey. If you are ever in transition and you need transitional housing, you better get right. up. Right. That, that, that comes from, that comes from having like situations where people are like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm in a bad situation. But it hasn't been best friends. I will say that. But mm. it's been like. Friends that are like, hey, I'm in a bad oh, situation. Yeah. I need to stay for a couple weeks. Jerry has that like, squatters. I have right? <laughs> that furniture, and that wasn't the first time. So Shari has been a little too luck, right. too lux with letting people right. kind of camp, and then it turns kind of mm-hmm. strange. Okay. So, so that's so, why I believe yeah. in timelines, yeah. like in hard timelines, mm-hmm. and also to preserve the friendship. Sure. So okay, you said three weeks. Okay, so in three three weeks now, because yeah, let's, let's be clear, or we need to in, in two and a half weeks to sit and figure out where you're coming. <laughs> right. Coming off. But yeah, a month with someone, I would assume that person's on hard times. Yeah, really I don't, hard. I can yeah. barely stay with me for a month, let alone. <laughs> right. 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 Wow. So yeah. All right. All right. So great media minute topic. So let's roll right into um, you know, our topic for today's episode. And, you know, this is stemmed from a number of things, but one of the things we want to talk about is just, do you like yourself? Like what, mm-hmm. where does your self-esteem come from? And, you know, what are some things that we, we need to build confidence, but starting off with just kind of, what are some things that cause people to not like themselves? Or what are some things that people don't like about, you know, themselves that, that impacts, their confidence and their mm-hmm. self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the, the kind of reasons for this topic was the H&M ad. And um, people, and for those of you who are not familiar with what we're talking about, the H&M ad was about um, kids. And they did an ad where they had kids that were somewhat disheveled and they were trying to depict what kids look like when they come home after school, right? And so one of the things that they did was they had their hair all messed up and they had all different uh, races and ethnicities represented in this ad. Um, however, people seemed to jump on the look of the African-American little girl 
who had what appeared to be like 4C hair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had her hair kind of pulled up in this, you know, the struggle pony, (laughs) right? (laughs) And the bobby pins. Yeah. And people were really upset about it, you know, because they said, why would you do this to this little girl? Why would you depict her hair that way? And um, it's just one of those things like, why were people so upset that this little girl's hair was in yeah. in in uh, honesty as a 4C person in the way that it sometimes looks listen let me go run a couple laps <laughs> okay it's like that right now <laughs> no girl girl let me tell you these girls hanging on top <laughs> Like, my hair has looked like that many right. times. But I will say, like, there were times where, like, through my whole, like, natural transition, if we're talking about a little bit, like, hair and how that can relate to, like, self-esteem, mm-hmm. like, throughout my transition, when my hair was, like, freshly twisted, sure. like, coming out of a twist and, you know, fine, defined curls and looking very kept, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, um, I felt better about me mm-hmm. as opposed to I think you know I've been natural for a long time so now at this point I've moved into being able to accept like this is how my hair looks when I wake up yeah. and it's not gonna always be as shiny on the first day right. you know mm-hmm. or as defined and as curly right. um and so like being able to move into that space where I could accept like this is what 4C hair looks like yeah. well 4C in the top and something different different in the bag you know this is what it looks like and how do I um allow that to define Mm -hmm. who I am and what I believe myself to be sure you know I think even to your first question like kind of where does our confidence come from I think one of the things with this ad I think it triggered a lot especially you know for for black women the messages that we've been told about our looks in general um, cause I, when I first saw the photo, I had a reaction to it and I had, I sat, I was like, I'm not going to respond. I'm going to make a comment. Cause I need to explore this. Like, mm-hmm. why am I bothered by this mm-hmm. before I immediately go to, they should have done her. And for, so one is H&M. Right. So I already don't trust it. <laughs> right. right. I already and don't already trust up it. In the past. So once I got the context of it, I said, okay. And then I still was like, well, maybe they could have. And then I was like, well, why, why do mm-hmm. I feel yeah. this strongly about yeah. and you know started doing some soul search and it's like well yeah because we are taught that our hair needs to look kept that we yeah. need to look kept um all, all, at all, all times and a lot right. of it um the youtuber Julesy did a great video about this and she even linked it to just kind of how black women particularly single black women um were chastised or always you know about the the way their kids were kept like that was a representation mm, right. of, them. of them so it was always and even when you think about just church culture and even hbcu oh, culture yeah. of always yeah. being put together and particularly when your hair is a kinky or tight yeah you got like a ponytail a is work yeah yes. a lot of manipulation and so it's kind of like we have we equate beauty with Manipula- manipulated hair, or manipulated, mm-hmm. or just yeah. manipulated bodies. bodies. That too, yeah. yeah. And what I love, like once I kind of just like sat with it and thought about it, is like, wow, there's going to be a little girl who sees that, 
Yeah. And I know for me, I didn't have that growing up. Right. You know, now it's a wave, like being dark skinned. And that wasn't a wave when I was right. growing up. Like I tell people, like, this is new. Right. This is yeah. very new. Like when yeah. I hear a guy t- call Lupita sexy yes. and gorgeous, I'm like, yes, finally. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a that's a look. Yeah. For, you know, so it's great. I mean, it makes me think about when I did my big chop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like, oh yeah. my gosh, I'm going to chop off my mm-hmm. relaxed hair. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear my kinky hair. Yeah, and yeah. I remember I big chopped and did not show my hair oh, yeah. for like two months. Mm-hmm. And finally I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And the people who actually had positive things to say mm. were... The white women? Yep. That was, yep. Um, and I was actually surprised. I had um, the same experience. And I had more black women questioning my, mm, my choice wow, and my yes. decision. Very similar experience. I didn't big chop because when I was like, my head is too big. <laughs> um, and I was not confident enough to walk around with yeah. a low cut, so I grew mine out. Mm-hmm. But when I cut it, I, I had that same, like, Definitely felt super self-conscious because yeah. Yeah. my hair was as short as it ever been. Not only was it short, but it was like the little plaits, mm-hmm. <laughs> these small little twists. I had no hang time. Yeah. Um, and the white women, like at my job or I was in grad school at the time, they were like, oh, my God, I love it. And it was the older black women who had the most yeah. kind oh, of yeah. concerning comments and which and you know i get it i get why yeah just just, again what we've been told and racism and all that but that was i always say like going natural is a sure way to kind of test your confidence oh absolutely definitely Um, Definitely. because you you have to relearn how to look at yourself differently yeah absolutely and redefine what you think beauty is and like re-love yourself Mm -hmm. yeah and re-love yourself because i went um, natural, I think my last perm was like 2005. So it was before mm-hmm. it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Before it was a thing, before we had natural hairdressers, mm-hmm. before we had natural hair products. Yeah. Um, there were some, but they were too expensive. I was an undergrad. I couldn't afford stuff. So I was still trying to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. And so like it was a huge process in trying to identify myself as like, oh, you know, because I prided myself on, oh, I'm going to go and get, you know, a nice perm and some color. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of my identity for who I was. And so it changed a lot when I did like my big chop and I did do a big chop. Um, And it, it definitely changed a lot in how I defined myself mm-hmm. and, and throughout, like I did a second big job, like after, mm-hmm. um, like after graduate school and that was a whole nother definition of like, Oh, okay. Now I have short hair. What is mm-hmm. that going to be like? Um, so hair is definitely one of those things. And I know specifically for black women, that is a big part of our like identity and how mm-hmm. we define and just where we place our self esteem and, mm-hmm. and how we, love ourselves yeah and having i mean those images are so 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 important like i just remember walking through target one day and i got emotional because i saw a chocolate brown bra like a section of brown and then i saw a dark skin model um like advertising maybelline and i just like wow because growing up and honestly one of the reasons i i became interested in psychology was because i had horrible self-esteem growing up Mm. like horrible self-esteem growing up 
And um, because I was told I was called black and mm-hmm. I mean, teased about my skin tone left and right. Like I, I think I was probably maybe nine the first time someone told me I was beautiful. And I was oh, like, wow. whatever. And you didn't believe it. No, right. I didn't believe it. Um, and also just growing up, like the people that were on TV, they didn't look like me. Not even the even the black women. Right. Like they did not like the women who were being fawned over and propped up as like the, you know, embodiment of beauty. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. vanity and <laughs> Jasmine <Right. laughs> guy. Like I don't exactly look like that. So where where are the messages mm-hmm. that are telling me this? And mm-hmm. it was when I did my own work in junior high school around just like speaking positively in myself, mm-hmm. surrounding myself, and I, I began to believe it. Yeah. So right. on the flip side, by the time I got to high school, my confidence was good. Like at a time, <laughs> a little That's too good awesome even. Though. But at a time when like typically girls struggle because right. I had went through that in, high, in, in un, not undergrad, but in middle school. And I was like, I'm tired of feeling sad. Right. Yeah. And I was like, right. every morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to tell myself something positive. Even if I don't mm. believe it, yeah. I'm just going to say it. Because I was like way more religious back then than now. Right. But uh, I kind of intellectualized it. I was like, okay, so if I'm made in God's image and God doesn't make mistakes, then I'm supposed to look like this. Right. And so Definitely. if I don't oh, like awesome. me, that's an insult. That's me telling God. Like your like, work you, isn't great. You messed up. Right. So who am right. I? And so I was like, okay. Oh, that's a great, yeah. that's a great way to look at it. And so that's mm-hmm. what I did. But thinking about just like the lack of representation of all mm-hmm. types, I think that's where we get some of these messages about self-esteem from. Yeah. yeah. I think too about like the within your within families, oh. you know, oh definitely, um, a light skinned child and a darker skinned child, and the differences in the mm-hmm. way that they're treated, whether it's conscious by the people who are you know treating the kids differently or not, but. You know, I know, you know, lots of people were like, well, I didn't get treated like my sister did Mm because my sister was Mm -hmm. fair skinned or my sister's hair wasn't like my hair. Um, So, you know, our families, even within our families, it can have a huge impact. And your family is, you know, are the people that you are at least around or Mm -hmm. um, influenced by the most, especially when you're growing up. Um, and what an impact yeah. that can have on on how you develop your confidence and self-esteem. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially if they're the ones also saying, like, the negative comments. Like, mm. that is right. a double blow. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, too, think with, like, with black women, both black people in particular, confidence is so tricky because we have been taught to survive often by being like unnoticeable like a mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah like yeah. don't make too much of a, of a scene mm-hmm. just exist mm-hmm. yeah and particularly black men i've often noticed that black men often run the risk of being called cocky mm-hmm. whenever they're confident mm-hmm. yeah it all especially in sports or tv like yeah. arrogant and then with black women it's often you're doing too much mm-hmm. or the diva mentality it's like right. you can't there's no yeah. in between. Right. Um, yeah. So even those messages, I think, can be tricky with mm-hmm. trying to develop self-esteem. Like, so where do you fall? Yeah. Right. Which I think is why I like the the shift in, like, the movement of the whole black, like, black pride, um, mm-hmm. my black is beautiful, mm-hmm. all yeah. of these things that we started to see come out yeah. because yeah. it was saying, you know what, it's okay. Yeah. Like, and it's sad that 
it almost had to be almost a permission given mm. to do that, mm-hmm. right? To says, no, it's fine for you to feel confident about your blackness, yeah. Yeah. whatever that looks like. Yeah. It's okay now for you to feel confident about your hair texture. It's right. almost like we had to have society tell us it was mm-hmm. okay. Like it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you started to see more of our representation, you know, in the media. We started to see mm-hmm. the natural hair, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in commercials and, you know, TV characters and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we started yeah. to see the difference in skin texture. We started to see, you know, differences in body type. Yeah. You right. know, yeah. so all of yeah. these things that, you know, used to be, nope, everybody needs to look like this. You right. need to be light skin. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you need to be slim. Your hair needs to look yeah. this way and yeah. and that's it that's that's your representation yeah right there yeah and it's been shattered mm-hmm. by so many different things you mm-hmm. know throughout social media but just like being able to see like different types being represented yeah yeah and i think that that movement started kind of um ground roots because even um when i was thinking about when did i become natural because i was late to the game i think i came in around like 09 2010 and it was still like it started kind of word of mouth mm-hmm. because there were still places that didn't carry natural hair products. Yeah. And then slowly you started to see it build and build. And this was with no type of media marketing was mm-hmm. like hair care products weren't they still weren't paying attention and they yeah. didn't start until you know, I think YouTube was a big thing oh, and all these natural hair groups. And mm-hmm. I think that made people, start, you know, in, in the whole marketing world, start paying attention and say, oh, something's going on here. Our sales are starting to drop. Right. right. In this area. We can't sell these box perms, yeah. y'all. Right. <laughs> What's going on? Right. Yeah. And so I think they started to pay attention because I think there's always been themes of, of like black pride mm-hmm. and pockets, but I think it's hard when you're you're battling that against a dominant message mm-hmm. that says right. otherwise. So it's very easy for it to seem like it's being drowned out. Right. But I think those messages have always existed in areas, and I think now it's being amplified. And even still, you still have to fight for it because right. you you still notice like the colorism, mm-hmm. you still notice like, like the, body shaming, mm-hmm. yeah. body shaming, the internalized mm-hmm. racism. People mm-hmm. don't even realize. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah, where um, me and um, my mentee are actually working on a research study where we're looking to see um, how colorism uh, impacts um, your mental health. And oh, looking at yeah, and absolutely. we know that it does. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that we want to look at specifically is um, your racial identity development, mm. and if that's um like a mediating yeah. thing, like if yeah. you have a yeah. stronger racial identity for your blackness Mm -hmm. does that then mediate you know the impact on your mental health that colorism which we know is still bombarding us um the effect effect that it's going to have on people so i'm and we're looking at it in the college population because one of the things that you know you see and i always kind of laugh about it like the first week of school is like everybody got the fresh lace front everybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) so in you know and you see little pockets of you know students who are coming into their identity so you got like groups with the natural hair some Mm. groups that are just starting their locks and that kind of thing so I'm really curious and we're also going to be we're asking questions about like how do you wear your hair yeah so we're looking at all of these different things like how do you wear your hair what is your racial identity Mm. development stage yeah um the you know your um how you identify what is beautiful as far as the color spectrum and that those mm-hmm. kinds of that things. That is interesting. That's so good. So who knows? But 
I'm curious to see what comes out. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I think I would be curious to see if it comes up in your study is um, kind of the identity, racial identity development of of fair skin or light skin. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I definitely have had friends who have said that they, and this, I mean, it's not news, um, but felt that they were, they they have to prove their blackness. Yes. Or Mm -hmm. um, they were teased or mm-hmm. um kind of questioned yeah yeah because yeah. of their skin tone or um, and, it kind of, and some of it was touched on in the documentary light girl dark was it dark 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 girls the documentary uh, I yeah think, was yeah. it bill dukes yeah. i think he did Something one with skin dark skin i want to say he did one about dark girls dark skin girls and another one about light skin girls even mm-hmm. though one light skin was horrible because i felt they tried to equate Mm. The two oh, they instead of saying them. that they're different experiences, right? Yeah. It yeah. seemed like because it's like it's one thing to be called a cockroach and something to be like, oh, you think you're cute? Yes, right. it may have different hurt your degrees. feelings. Yeah, <laughs> right. Being teased because people think you think you're cute is mm-hmm. it's not the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> not minimizing again. Not minimizing, right. but. And yeah. we recognize that we cannot be spokespersons for yes. the, the fair-skinned, you right. know, African-American Right, because we all fail in the, the right. paperback. Right, <laughs> basically. Failed. <laughs> Straight failed. Basically. Funny. <laughs> ha- have you ever had anybody that commented specifically? On, I know you talked about experiences with, like, the skin tone. Mm. But oh, what, yeah. are, what were some personal, memorable experiences? Because... I know I think about the whole comment of um, like when people say, oh, you're cute chocolate babies. Mm. And, you know, it's almost like, are you trying to like make a make Mm -hmm. it cute? Like you you feel like you have to add that extra piece to it. For a dark skin. Yeah. yeah. For a dark skin baby or dark skin person. Yeah. Yeah, child, I probably I can dig through my journal. I can come out with several, <laughs> okay, real different ones. Yeah, I didn't really have anything um, coming up around like colorism. Mine was always about weight. Mm. Um, was about like, oh, you know, you are a cute chubby girl. Mm. You know, or, you got a cute face. Yeah, you yeah. had a cute face, and I was insinuating a that your body's not cute, so, but your face yeah. is cute. Like, right? It's right. like I don't know like if we realize. Face. The things that we be trying to, you know, like those backhanded compliments. Yeah, you be trying to yeah. get that compliment in, and yet you're it's you're being still, a jerk. You're being, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. it's yeah. still a slap in the face. Yeah, you know? yeah. like that's why I call it backhanded compliment. Right, right, exactly. Still, a, like you're still hidden. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of those types of comments. Mm-hmm. You know, where it was like. Oh, you know, you're a cheerleader. That's nice. Mm -hmm. You know, like those types of things because I was always been heavy set. I Mm -hmm. guess you could call it that. I call it chunky. Um, that's how I define it. <laughs> but I've and always Bruno Mars, been you know, chunky. Okay, you know, Bruno. He did it. Song. My theme song. No, I love a big girl thing. I, every big girl theme song I love. I'm Is that appropriating? <laughs> right. Appropriating my culture. <laughs> <laughs> got another one called Thick Girls. So I was like, oh, that's my new jam. Yeah. I don't care if you're not talking about me. I'm still going to like the song. I'm still going to like it. Still going to like it. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of my crux where mm-hmm. it was you know a lot of comments around like body size and weight and yeah. you know I remember growing up I hated going shopping yeah. um, like school you know at the beginning of school everybody's like oh we get new school outfits mm-hmm. and I would absolutely hate it um, because 
every time I would go, there was like comments mm. like, oh, you know, well, all right, well, if you run a little bit more or, you know, um, didn't eat this or didn't eat that. And I'm like, I'm eating what y'all cook, you know? So it was just kind of a lot of comments around that, that Mm -hmm. kind of really, really chipped away at like my self-esteem. So I have really poor self-esteem growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think, I think that's great, April, that like in middle school, you were able to like say, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. I am sick of being sad Mm -hmm. about like what I look like every day because it's not changing. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so I don't think that happened to me until like graduate school like mm-hmm. I was good and grown good mm-hmm. and grown and like that was a really difficult process because I also realized that I never had friend groups that mm-hmm. were that looked like me mm-hmm. so like body size mm-hmm. like yeah. I never had friends that weren't skinny or weren't tall mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. and so that process was difficult to like kind of move through that on my own and kind yeah. of not really have any place to say, oh, okay, let me actually sit down and look at how I define my body type mm-hmm. and how much that impacts how I look, what I think about myself right? and how I value myself and how I like define myself. So that was a really really difficult process yeah. to w- walk through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I mean, yeah, I went through my, my stage in, in middle school, but I, it's, it's a journey, you oh, know? Yeah. You so I got over the skin tone issues, mm-hmm. but then sure. stuff like, you know, I had spacing in my teeth or sometimes my hair wouldn't look right mm-hmm. or I didn't have the mm-hmm. right clothes or I was too skinny. Mm-hmm. And so I think like self-love, it, it really is revolutionary because yeah. you have to work so hard yeah. at liking yourself and not getting so caught up in, well, if I just do this one little thing, then it'll be right. Or if mm-hmm. I just had this, or if I lost this, or if I had gained here yeah. and get into a place of like, no, nah, it got to it gotta start mm-hmm. here. But it it's hard because you are bombarded Constantly. with messages, both explicit and implicit when you're saying like things are reset. I definitely have family say things. You need to come back, come in, the, you know, in the house before you you black. You already dark. black enough. Yeah, or right. just yeah. things of that nature. So again, it's re, it's being reiterated. And the, mm-hmm. the thing about children is, children know where they stand. Children know who the cute kids are. Yeah, children know who the mm-hmm. favorite kids are. Yeah, like they yeah. know. So I think. When you have those things, and and again, you know, parents and family members, they're they're only doing what they have been taught. Yeah, sure. Um, but we have to be careful when we say things around like our young right. people and even teens, especially because that that yeah. period, especially around weight and body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing that's been bothering me, like when you're saying rage, that makes me rage, <laughs> is people who have problems with the body positivity movement. Like yes. I have seen posts oh, of yeah. like, y'all just won't, y'all are. Um, romanticizing obesity oh, and making seen that. and and make, y'all lying to these that big people. I'm so like, angry. <laughs> wasn't it? Um, gosh, what's his name? Um, because I want to say they talked about it on the View. Was it Bill Maher who said that it's shaming um, big people actually helps them like do better? Like he said that. Yeah, it's wow. something to that effect. Wow. And. You know, of course, wow. the ladies on the view were saying, you know, there's no, there's no 
positive aspect Nothing. to shaming, shaming anyone. Nothing. Um, and not we found shame that does. shaming actually makes it worse. Makes it worse. Makes it how, worse. How do, what? When have you ever improved because somebody yeah. shamed you? Shame <laughs> provokes exactly. inaction. Shame yeah. provokes inaction. And guilt. And it, yeah. Oh. And so, yeah, with, with, I guess he was looking at like, stop make you know, telling people it's okay to feel okay about their bodies. Like, why is that a well, bad, like, how are you upset? How is right. it hurting you? Like that right. blows well, that goes mind. back to just like the way that we think about bodies. Right. Yeah. So we yeah. assume that bigger bodies equate unhealthiness. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yep. and that's back to like what we learn going to the doctor like mm-hmm. oh you're outside of this bmi yeah. which we all know well we should <laughs> i know yes yeah, bs mm-hmm. right and yeah. so being able to like think about as a society how we think about body size and what that means for health right and mm-hmm. what that looks like and how all body sizes can be healthy right mm-hmm. because i think right now according to the body mass index i am overweight Oh, I've been overweight the I mean, last I believe, like five, six any, years. I believe most adults are overweight. <laughs> like, if we look at BMI. Because I was really yeah. like, oh, wow. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which is why, like, as long, when you focus on size, and that's why I'm, I'm not a fan of all of these diets that I'm seeing because they're all seem to be focused on weight loss mm-hmm. and not health. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know a lot of y'all love keto and the intermittent. I looked up what intermittent fasting goes. I was like, you start, Girl. so you're, you don't eat? No, you don't. For 16 hours? Right. So yeah, it's like eight hours you don't eat. Then with you can eat within. The well, eight there's hours different ones. There's, there's like a one? sixteen. Okay. There's oh. a sixteen eight where oh, for sixteen no. hours you don't eat. Now most of them you're sleeping, sleeping. right? But if you go to bed like at nine, that means you don't eat your first meal until one. Yeah. And I says, mm-hmm. until so, so what's your body doing? Like right. what is your body? Right. And so we're pushing all of this of all of this is being pushed because you're trying to people are trying to look go for a look mm-hmm. they're not going for health yeah, right aesthetics. they're going for an, an aesthetic mm-hmm. and i i get it like there's so much pressure out there is. trust i you know I, i'm just now barely giving up that i'm probably not gonna have a six-pack at some point like this <laughs> this is not, 30 not plus not years a... of life is just not having <laughs> happening but like being able to attach self-worth and self-confidence to something other than appearance, mm-hmm. I think is where liking yourself yeah. begins. Because yeah. if you wait until, okay, when I lose these 10 pounds, then I'm going to. Or when right. I get my waist right, right, then I am going to. And it's like, yeah. so you're not giving yourself permission to like you until you I get, get to so, there. Yeah. So yeah. what happens if you don't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you yeah. get there, what do you think? A switch is on? Like... Right. Yeah. And the, and, it, and we're basing it off of a standard. The standards change. The, the beauty yep. standards change Completely so fast. Yes. You can't keep up. So one day it's going to be knees. Day, People will look at kneecaps. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's going to be something crazy. Like elbows. Right. Something crazy. Yeah, something I, I mean, crazy. my hang up was my nose. Like, I just really? knew as soon as I got old enough to get a nose really? job. What? I was Because my nose was too big. It was too urban, too ethnic. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not having it. My brothers don't have this nose. Mm. I don't know yeah, yeah. whose like white family me. they got their nose from. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't get I didn't I didn't wow, get their nose. I never would have thought of that. And I hated my nose. Mm. And I was just like, oh God. <laughs> I used to like do certain things like when I knew my nose would flare, I would cover my face. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did anybody else know that I had this thing about my nose? Probably not. Right. Yeah, but right. again, 
you know, it's about you liking you and you mm-hmm. have to, to decide right. what is beautiful for you right. and mm-hmm. accept, yeah. accept what God gave you, like you right. said. Yeah, because your body's right. going to change too. That's the exactly. other piece. So if yeah. you only like you, like I was watching something and someone shared and I, it just, uh, and it was like, you know, I'm my happiest when I'm at my smallest size. Mm. And I was just like, wow, mm. that's, uh yeah. So what happens when you're not at your smallest? Yeah. Right. Now, granted, I'm not happy when I'm on because my clothes don't, <laughs> don't fit. Right. And my it, my body feels different, mm-hmm. so like I can tell when I'm not active. Right. So it just it, so I right. get that, but it's not for me. It's not a matter. It's of not happiness. Mm-hmm. It's just it just don't feel. I'm right. still good. Like I'm still gonna walk. Child, please. Still, <laughs> I will still pull. Okay? Right. Well, that's a whole other topic about how us big girls be pulling. Okay. okay. Right. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Never had problems. Right. right. I was about to say, yeah. Uh, sure, gets her. Yeah. All right. She, she keeps a team. Right. You got to. <laughs> you always need to start a roster. Need a roster. Yes, Yes, liking you is a full time job. Yes. It's, it's ongoing. It's not like you reach a, a a part and you're like, okay, I'm good because there's yeah. always gonna there's gonna be aging. You know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, ooh. Right. When we were stretching at the workout, I think I said, Mary, and she's like, ooh, I'm as flexible as I used to be me either. Right. When did this happen? Right. It really I was is. like, this hurts yeah. more than it, it never hurt to do this before. <laughs> so, so, you know, just want to kind of go around and say, you know, what is the way now that you do you to, to make sure that mm. you represent like loving yourself and liking yeah. yourself? What's that thing for you? I think for for me, I am I've been like carrying around like being unapologetic mm-hmm. for things, like mm-hmm. especially for me, for mm-hmm. for for Shari, being unapologetic for um, the way that I look, the way that I engage. So, because I I did have history of being like, oh, you know, I'm sorry that. You know, and and not to other people, just kind of to myself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry that I don't look this way. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry that I don't, you know, portray this identity. Mm. Like, in my lowest points of identity, it was a lot of just, like, self-loathing in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, and so I had to work my way into being pretty unapologetic. Of, And I think last night we were, well, before we went out, and um, I was trying to find something to wear. So mm-hmm. that's always a process. <laughs> um, because growing, like, going through, like I said, I didn't work on my, like, body weight issues until graduate school. So mm-hmm. all through college, when everybody was, like, going out and, like, oh, we're going to hit the club. Mm-hmm. Shari was like, well, I don't have club clothes, quote yeah. unquote, right? Mm-hmm. I can't wear club clothes. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the thought process. My body can't wear club clothes. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been um, kind of like a, a space of like, okay, well, what do I wear? And I think um, April and I were talking and I, at one point I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to show up and this is what I'm aware. Right. This is what I wear. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to force me into something into, else right and I'm gonna be unapologetic about it you know right and so that has been something that I've really been like focused on and really trying to carry like showing up and being like I'm unapologetic for how I show up and look in this world mm-hmm. you know um I especially because body weight and just type was always kind of that difficult mm-hmm. part for me so that's been what I've been 
been working on. It's been helping. Yeah. It's helped quite a bit. What's the way that you now like do you and um hmm. I don't know. I I I don't know how to even define it. Um I think I I try to remain true to who I am, good or bad. Mm -hmm. Like owning being honest with myself, like girl, now you know better. Like, why are you doing? That? Okay, you know you you a hot mess right now, but okay, it won't be long. But right now it's just a hot mess. But then also, um, like owning the fact that I'm dope, like, and and yes. I, I really believe that, and not not in a like not taken away for anyone else, but like no, mm -hmm. and I worked hard for yeah. this, like yeah. this. I didn't wake up like this, yes. girl. <laughs> like, right. I worked really hard to, to be the type of person that I am, and not attaching my worth to other people. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's that's the part to, to to that I have to continue to work on is mm. that regardless of who is around or who is saying what, my identity has to remain stable. Right, mm -hmm. um, right. I and. Like that. There's a poem that if I could get it tattooed on my body, I would. It's "Ego Tripping" by Nikki Giovanni. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the my favorite line is, "I'm so hip, even my errors are correct." Mm -hmm. And that to me is like my mantra. Mm -hmm. So even yeah. when I'm like, oh, "I ain't feeling it," nope, I'm gonna pretend. Right. Nobody else yeah. will know that yeah. I'm struggling with Ooh. this. I'm right. gonna walk out here in this right. trash bag, suit <laughs> and heels on, and you yes. gonna think it's couture. Not the third. Right. 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 Couture dot. Exactly. <laughs> I will make this rainbow look like a uh, purple label. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not rainbow, look like purple right, label. <laughs> right. What about you, Erica? Uh I, I think for me it's um it's it starts with like my mentality, just like the way that I'll carry myself. Like for me, I I want to I want people to look at me and see my confidence, you know, kind of radiate mm, from me. Yeah. So for me, if I feel it on the inside, it's going to show on the outside. I, I remember one of my Facebook posts from a few years ago popped up. You know, Facebook reminds you of, of stuff. And I put a post out there where I was like, one day I was just, you know, kind of tired, had a stressful week. And I went to work looking kind of regular, you know. And I had several people comment and ask me like what is wrong with you like, oh, you okay? Okay. like are you sick right it was like you you and they, they I just didn't do my eyebrows and felt okay with saying oh wow you look really you look really tired or you mm. you know basically telling me girl you look busted yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I hate that. And it was it was so glaring that I came home and I wrote this Facebook post because I was like, dang, like y'all. And I remember what I had on. I had some just some regular khaki pants, mm. some little flat shoes, and a it, when I when I think about it, I see the image and a turquoise. And a turquoise like cotton shirt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. You about to go to I look pretty, right? Basically, <laughs> basically. I, you know, now that I think about it, I probably deserve that. But <laughs> it was a reminder to me, though, that like you do normally try and you know represent your yourself in in a way that I think 
clearly people appreciate it and they don't appreciate when you don't, don't do that. Yeah. Um, so it just made me go, you know what? Like I need to, and clearly I wasn't walking in that confidence cause you know, right. I probably could have tried to make that, that, <laughs> that khaki ensemble, um, you know, look fly. Yeah. Actually, no, there's no way to say that. But, um, <laughs> anyway, but the idea is like, I, you know, whatever it is that, that I put on, like I have to make sure that I put on that I'm great. Mm-hmm. mentally yeah, so yeah. that I can carry myself and that shines through anything right. Right. yeah like you get like you that. get in you get dressed internally first like yeah before right. you even put on any clothes it's like what attitude yes. what mindset mm-hmm. am I going to put on yes because mm-hmm. as sister girl I mean I'll take a selfie and be like yes girl like nobody will ever see it because it's not for it like you know yeah, a lot of people do it and post on social media I do it for me yeah. yeah so I can see like oh yeah now that you know I feel mm-hmm. a little bit better than I look let me maybe do yeah. a little, you know, and I think yeah. it is I I and maybe this is like my own personal stuff comes up, but I really get frustrated when people knock black women for liking how they look. Yeah. Like there's a difference between vanity. Like we're not talking about just being vain, mm-hmm. but getting to a place where you can like appreciate, appreciate how you look, especially as a black woman, like that is phenomenal. So I don't care if a person posts 60. So, I mean, if I don't like it, I'm not going to look at all 60, right. but yeah. hey, if this makes you feel good, if you are celebrating sure. you, because I do believe that it's a radical act, it is revolutionary to get to a place. Yeah. And when people do that, like it, it irks me that that bothers mm-hmm. certain people. people. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's probably because they're jealous that they don't have yeah. that, mm-hmm. that level of confidence yeah. or, or bravery to step out and say here especially when the person looks like they shouldn't have mm-hmm. that confidence i think that's why lizzo mm-hmm. bothers so many people because like how how dare you be confident yep. and a big girl right. and dark and yeah how yeah. dare you mm-hmm. how dare yeah. you live out how loud dare you live out loud yeah and make and take up space yeah I think that's the big thing yeah but I th- it, it has to start internally because looks change like any something could happen that changes the way you look mm-hmm. which is life yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Nice, exactly. nice. Well, let's do some some takeaways. Sure. Um, very good discussion. Very good discussion around mm-hmm. like self esteem and mm-hmm. just personal um, journeys that we've had, kind mm-hmm. of on this race to bettering our self esteem or improving it. Um, what are some takeaways that you guys have from from today? My, I think my takeaway is I think it's important for everyone to. Think about some of the things that make them feel less confident mm-hmm. and really get to the root mm-hmm. of yeah. where is this coming from? Right. Like, is this something that I've been told I'm not allowed to like about myself? Right. You know, are these things that, you know, I have kind of taken in from, you know, indirect messages mm. and I've incorporated that into my own identity. And then how do I undo those things yeah, I like that. so that I can learn to love I like that. me exactly mm-hmm. the way that I am? Yeah, kind of goes into to my takeaway. It's like thinking about the messaging. I think that's been like one of the things that's popped up, like messaging that we get um, from outside of us, mm-hmm. you know, the messaging that we get from family or friends mm-hmm. or social media or just walking out into the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. What messages are you getting about yourself and how acceptable yourself is yeah. and how you internalize those messages and how much they impact the way that you define yourself, the way that you love yourself, and the way that you carry yourself. Mm. Um, and questioning those messages. I think sometimes we don't question them. Mm-hmm. We just take them for face value. You know, I'm not supposed to be this or I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. And questioning where did they come from? 
how are they impacting us and then challenging the ones that we think are damaging yeah challenging them with every fiber in your being mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um i so I'll say my takeaway is um, the power of language and the power mm. of words mm-hmm. and not just words that are expressed verbally, yeah. but the, the words that we express are ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where mm-hmm. it starts. Um, and that that is something that is that has to be ongoing yeah. is speaking positive, positively to yourself, but also, you know, to a stranger. Yeah. Like. Hey girl, that's cute. I like those shoes. Uh-huh. Hey young man, you clean today. Like, I love doing that. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. I love yeah. doing yeah. that. I think a really cool assignment to give the listeners homework. would be I know homework, practice assignments. <laughs> um, would be to just write down like some of those messages that you carry about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, good and or bad, um, but just like writing them down and reading them back to yourself. Cause I think we don't ever, it's rare that we question our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, we think they belong to us, so they must be true mm-hmm. <laughs> and we cannot believe everything that we think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just writing it down and looking back at it gives you kind of that bird's eye view to be able to say, huh, is this right. really helping right. me or is this making me feel like crap? Yeah. Right. Is this healthy? You know, right. is it healthy? You know, um, so and just would you let somebody really else cool. talk to you? Right. Like would that? you let somebody else <laughs> say those things, you yeah. know, um, to you? So that would be a really cool assignment. Y'all get like on that. It. Yeah. And then yeah. send us a message on, yeah. on our social media and tell us how yeah. that, or shoot us like an email. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, so speaking of sending stuff, <laughs> <laughs> I like that segue. Oh, like segue. Yes. Nice, segue. nice transition. Um, who would you like to send your love to this week? Hmm. Well, I would like to send my love to my mom. <laughs> I like to send my mom to my my love to my mom because she has been a huge supporter of Three Sikes and a Mic. Um, She is sharing everything that we post. She's sending it through text to friends and family. (laughs) Um, She's listening to all the podcasts. You know, she's she's been really supportive of getting this going, getting it off the ground and just being supportive as we kind of move through it. So um, all of my love is sent to her. Um, So, yeah, straight to my mama, straight to my mama. I want to send my love to my sister-in-law who will remind my family in our group feed when one of our podcasts has dropped. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really nice and and sometimes she'll just shoot me random texts and she's talking about something that we've said in the podcast and I'm like Aww. oh you're listening that's dope that's dope so um I appreciate you I appreciate the support um so thank you I would like to send my love to one of my best friends, Melanie Stuckey. I'm giving her a whole government name. Um, <laughs> Melanie and I have been friends since like sixth, seventh grade. Nice. And um, just like reflecting over the last years, um, just thinking how my relationships have changed so much with mm. people and just yeah. over the years, it is really nice to have like 
that consistent friend and when you yeah. know someone that long yeah like you can call each other on on your stuff yes. yeah yeah <laughs> very everyone easily. needs one of those exactly. yeah you don't have to talk every day but when you talk it it you know it's easy and just having that mm-hmm. person that voice of encouragement she's doing wonderful stuff and yeah. um in the mortgage field she's i mean yeah. she's killing it nice. in and going after her dream so very proud That's of her awesome. so sending her my love awesome. social support is so important mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's even though she won't admit that she broke my Usher CD when I let her borrow it. And, uh, <laughs> Stop. Which one? The brown one. Um, oh gosh, it was a brown CD. Not my way. No, before mm-hmm. That's my unforgivable. way. I think was it the first one? It might have been for <laughs> Usher's first CD. Oh, um, the one with the can you self-titled. get that? And it's like yeah. that. All I know yeah, is I let her borrow it. And when I got it back, <laughs> it was cracked. And she still says that she did not crack it. All right, Who Ms. did, Ducky. Melanie? Who you cracked it? Explaining the do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you all. Well, thank you for listening. Um, we want to remind you that if you ever want to get in touch with us, you know, just send us a comment or you have a question, please um, make sure you contact us on our social media. Um, we have Facebook and Instagram. Contact us at three, the number three, Sykes and a mic. That's the number three, P-S-Y-C-H-S and A-N-D-A, Mike, M-I-C. And that is our Facebook page, Instagram, as well as our Gmail account. And with that being said, we are out of here. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. Don't forget your homework. Yeah. <laughs>